Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today, I am going to be chatting to you about all things policies. So what policies do I need in my business? I get asked this a lot. Uh, I get a lot of DMs from you on Instagram and yeah, just in general, like from my coaching clients and a lot of people that sign up for my group coaching program, Salon Goals, you know, they're hanging out for the policy and procedure module, which is a pretty big part of the program. But today I'm just going to sort of touch the tip of the iceberg on this because there are so many policies that you need. And basically, there's two types. And a lot of people get confused because you say policies and they think, oh, like cancellation, deposits, you know, just the client facing policies. But the thing is, there's two types. Yes, there's the client facing ones. So all of those ones that I'm going to go into first, but you also need a lot of different policies for your staff if you have a salon with a team. The main benefit of having policies in your business is that basically it makes everything run so, so much easier. I find that having a written policy makes it easier for me to communicate when someone's broken a policy, uh, whether that be a client or a team member, or they're asking for something that goes against my salon policy. I find it very easy to refer to something written because I don't like to be confrontational with people. I don't really like to be put on the spot. And I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I know that a lot of you are as well. And I just find it a lot easier, you know, when something's called into question, if I can just say, oh, well, actually, we do have a late cancellation policy. You do need to give us more than 24 hours notice of a reschedule or a cancellation to avoid the 50% late cancellation fee. I just find it so much easier to communicate that to a client or a team member, perhaps, that hasn't actually, and this happens a lot too, you know, you, you might have staff that don't abide by your client-facing policies. So, for example, someone will cancel or reschedule late and they won't charge them the 50% fee. But if you do have something in writing, it's easy to fall back on. And, you know, I guess that people just think of it more as a rule that's set in stone that, you know, shouldn't be broken. I find it so much easier to, you know, reference these If I have put some time and thought and effort into writing them and they are there for all of my team and my clients to see. So first of all, I am going to go into the policies that you would definitely want for your clients. Now, these are pretty stock standard. You probably know a lot of them or have some in place already. But for example, you need a booking policy. So something along the lines of by booking this appointment, you understand that you need to give X amount of time for a cancellation or reschedule. Otherwise, you'll have to pay the late cancellation fee. 
da 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 you know, you must arrive 10 minutes beforehand and you must arrive with no eye makeup on, blah, 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 blah. You know, a booking policy, something that is easy for them to see when they are actually making the appointment with you. So you will need to have this on your online booking checkout and you probably want it on your website too. You might even want something in a little note that you can copy and paste if someone's booking through email or something like that. Occasionally we get people emailing the salon and wanting to book in that way. Or you can have a little script that you can rattle off behind the reception counter if people are in the salon booking face-to-face with you or over the phone. So booking policy would be number one. Late cancellations, obviously, no-brainer. Now, if you don't have any of these in place, I would recommend definitely getting started on some of these policies for your business, by the way. So late cancellations, you definitely want to have something in place for that because it really, really stops a lot of people from doing the wrong thing. And it just tells your clients, it conveys the message that your time is valuable. And if they don't value your time, they're going to be penalized for it. So, I mean, it's up to you how much you want to charge. A lot of people get 50% deposits up front um, and then they take that when the person cancels inside of their late cancellation policy or, you know, you might charge 20% or a flat dollar figure. It's up to you what you want to do, but you need to have a late cancellation policy in place for sure. Uh, deposits or booking fees. I like to call deposits booking fees. I believe that the word deposit kind of insinuates to your clients that they can get their money back from you. So you want to call it a non-refundable booking fee, which is a percentage of the appointment cost. Now, I have different rates of booking fees depending on the service that they're booking and how long they go for, but they start at a minimum, a booking fee is like $50. But then for some of my longer full sets, you know, they're $70, $100 and upwards that I'm expecting them to put down, especially if it's a appointment that runs for several hours. But you want to have a policy around that. When people are handing over money, they want to see what they're getting. Uh, For example, this booking fee secures your booking. It's confirmed. You will need to give us more than 24 hours or 48 hours of a, a cancellation or an appointment change. Otherwise, uh, you know, you will lose your booking fee. The booking fee comes off the cost of the appointment on the day and, you know, the balance payment is due on the day of your appointment. And yeah, if they don't show, if they fail to attend, they will also lose their booking fee and will be liable for the balance payment before making a new appointment with you at your business. So that needs to really be in black and white. And also too, if you're collecting booking fees online, this needs to be displayed when they are entering their card details. They need to know exactly what they're paying for, what they're getting and what the rules are. So have this on your website, you know, have it everywhere. You want your clients to know this. You want them to know the rules. You want them to understand what they're actually paying for because they might not realize that by putting down a deposit or a booking fee is going to actually 
mean that that's securing their booking and they could potentially not get it back if they stuff you around last minute. You also need a no-show policy. So failure to attend. What happens if they fail to attend their appointment? Are they going to lose their deposit? Are they going to have to pay the entire appointment cost? You might have something like, you know, repeated offenders must prepay for all of their appointments when making their appointment. So you want them to pay for their appointment in full before they are coming because you know that they are a repeat offender. They've been very naughty and, you know, you're going to punish them for it. So again, that just shows your clients that you value your time and, you know, our time is what we sell. So we do need to protect it. Um, Having a no-show policy is another really non-negotiable. I think if you're in a service-based business, you do need to have a policy in place for that so your clients do value your time. Another one that's not so common, it's something that I think every business needs though, is a guarantee. Do you guarantee your work? Is there a certain amount of time that you will do free fix-ups for? For example, in my business, I have a guarantee on lash extensions. They need to contact us within 72 hours of having their treatment and if they're not happy with their lashes or if they've lost heaps or anything like that or, you know, they've lost a heap off one eye or something or other, I give them 72 hours to contact us and we will fix the problem free of charge. And this just makes people a little bit more comfortable when they're booking in with your business. It shows that you're very confident with the level of your work and they're more likely to make a booking with you over a salon that doesn't guarantee their work at all. Uh, But make sure you put a time limit on it and it needs to be a reasonable time limit because if you do have a guarantee in place for your business, which I do recommend, I, I think that you need to have a reasonable amount of time. Now, in my business, I have a 72 hour guarantee. So that gives the client three days after they receive their service with us to complain and we will actually give them a free fix up. So depending on what it is, usually it's only, you know, a 20 minute or a half an hour appointment. Most of the complaints that we get are people saying that, you know, they wanted them a little bit longer or, you know, they might be a little bit too full or they've lost more than what they thought. So I think that it doesn't hurt to get someone back in and make them happy after three days because it's just more likely that they're going to keep returning to you for the long term if they are happy and you do guarantee your work. And like I said, makes them a little bit more comfortable booking in and they might be more likely to choose your salon over another salon that doesn't guarantee their work. But yeah, make sure you put a time limit on it. So don't have anything like, you know, seven days. Seven days is too long. A lot can have it happen in seven days. For example, if they get their lashes done with you on a Thursday and they have a a big event or something like that and they wear a heap of makeup or they go get their makeup done on the Saturday and the makeup artist uses mascara and liquid eyeliner or gel eyeliner along their lash line and it ruins their lashes and, you know, they're contacting you on the Tuesday saying, oh, they're all fallen out or they look terrible or whatever, you know, that's out of your control and I, I, I don't think that that's fair to, you know, provide a free service, you know, in circumstances like that. So I think three days is a good amount of time. You could say 48 hours if you wanted to. But yeah, up to you. But I do believe guarantees are a really, really good way of making clients a lot more comfortable with booking 
but you really do have to nut it out and have those, you know, the wording spot on so that you are communicating exactly to your clients exactly what your guarantee is, what you'll do and how long they have to get in contact with you after having their appointment. Another one that is important and I've just had to actually refer to this lately is a late arrivals policy. How long are you going to give your clients, you know, before that you won't do their service? Is it going to be 10 minutes? Is it going to be 15 minutes? What's the level of expectation there? So with my business, I have a 10-minute one. So I say on my website, if you arrive any more than 10 minutes late to your appointment, uh, we reserve the right to reschedule it to another time. Because I do run off a 10-minute appointment calendar and if, say, someone rocks up for their brow tidy, uh, which is only a 10-minute appointment anyway, and they rock up 10 minutes late, I can't fit them in. It's not fair for me to push the rest of my clients back to accommodate them, unfortunately. So um, having something in writing on your website and for your team to follow as well, because sometimes your team don't know what to do when their clients are running late, but they still show up and they feel bad and they squish them in and then everybody gets angry and then they're running late and it's just a bit of a snowball effect. You know what I'm talking about, but you need to have a little bit of a guideline for your team to follow and also something in writing because I had a client recently completely crack it when she rocked up for her brow tidy. So same thing, rocked up for a brow tidy 10 minutes late and she sent me an email after the fact and said, you know, I can't believe you wouldn't accommodate me. It was a quick appointment. You know, I was only 10 minutes late. I had to come from out of town and I left my kids on their own which was pretty funny. But unfortunately, that's not my problem. Um, She should have organised her time better if she had have read my policies, you know, when booking or read them more thoroughly. um, She would have been well aware to begin with, but it was really great when I got back to her. I did apologise, of course, and I offered her a different time. And my team were great. They offered her a later time that evening, but she wasn't willing to stick around and wait, which again was on her. So, after emailing her and, and and linking to the page on my website with my arriving late policy, she still wasn't happy and didn't book back in, but that's fine. You know, it was a 10-minute appointment with a person that had never been to my business before and we weren't going to make her happy anyway. But having something set in stone that you can refer back to when people are late just gives you a little bit more backing, you know, if they do get angry or complain or anything like that. So, Late arrivals is another really good one that I don't see a lot of. Now, there's a lot more client-facing policies that you can have in your business. I'm just rattling off a few, but one worth mentioning that that is a little bit controversial is no children. What's your stance on children in the salon? I know that this is going to be a little bit, might get me into hot water, I don't know. But after nine years of putting up with kids, (laughs) <laughs> and I'm a mother. I have children, okay? So I'm not I'm not trying to discriminate or anything like that, but I actually have a no no children policy for my business and I do have this on my website. And yes, people still do rock up with their children and we do give them a get out of jail free card, especially if it is a quick appointment and you know, it's it's a child, perhaps a baby that's in a pram and you know, can't move and it's a, it's a very quick appointment, like a brow tidy or 
a brow tint shape, you know, the client's only going to be in the salon for a maximum of 10 or 15 minutes. I give them one get out of jail free card. Hey, were you aware that we actually don't allow children in the in the salon? Blah, 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 blah. Just letting you know it's okay for today, but next time you will need to make childcare arrangements. And look, some women do get very, very offended. And I do have this policy on my website. I have it in my online booking. I have it everywhere for my clients to see. I made a reel about it that got it, it didn't go viral, but it had a fair few <laughs> comments on it. <laughs> if you want to be entertained, go and have a look at my children in the salon reel on my Lua Lash and Beauty Bar page on Instagram <laughs> at some point. It's it's quite funny. But I don't allow unsupervised children in my salon under the age of 13 years old. And it's for a few reasons. Namely, the first one is insurance. My business insurance doesn't cover children getting injured in my salon. We have a lot of equipment and chemicals and things like that. We also face onto a road. It's not a super busy road, but still, you know, I would hate to see what would happen to a small child if they ran out the front door of my salon when their mum was on the lash bed. I don't have childcare facilities, so, you know, Whose responsibility is it if my if a child runs out the front door of my salon and gets hit by a car or kidnapped or something horrible like that? You know, you would be silly not to consider these things. I can't lock the front door. I have six lash artists. I have people coming in and out of my salon all day. I can't lock it to keep kids in. I don't have a big salon floor. So, you know, wheeling prams in and around the lash beds, around other clients, not practical. There's the noise factor as well. I have an open air salon and babies crying, kids with iPads on with the sound turned up and things like that. It doesn't really um, make for a nice relaxing environment for the other clients. And I've got to be fair as well. You know, what about other clients that have actually organised childcare for their children and then they come for a bit of a relaxing time and then they see me allowing somebody else with their couple of toddlers running around the salon floor making noise, cutting into their relaxation time. It's not very fair. So I have a no children policy in my salon. And like I said, I am lenient. If it's a short appointment, I will give them a get out of jail free card. But I have had instances where people have rocked up for an hour long lash refill or a brow lamination, which also goes for an hour I've had people rock up for full sets and, you know, they've brought their three or four children that are all under 10. I had someone come in once for a 40-minute appointment. It was a henna brow tint and shape and a lash tint. And, yeah, she brought four kids in that were under five. And I had to turn her away. She was very, very cranky. But I did find it a lot easier communicating that policy to her that she should have read when she booked online. And it was in all of her communication as well you know, her confirmation emails and things like that. All of this is worded in there. There were multiple occasions, touch points that she went through and chose to not read them or or whatever it was. But the fact of the matter is I don't have childcare facilities. My salon is not big enough to have little kids running around for 40 minutes. In the past, I've had furniture ruined in the rating area and stuff when, when mothers give their kids food to eat to keep them quiet or keep them occupied. There's been a lot of things that have happened over the years and a lot of reasons that have led me to this decision, but I've had this policy in place for about two or three years now and it has served me well. It just, it makes the place run a little bit easier and better. 
But yeah, I mean, each to their own. If your salon's a little bit of a different setup to mine, it might be easy to accommodate children or, you know, your target client market might be young mums with young kids. So yeah, but like I said, I have kids. I'm a mother too, but I also like my relaxed time. And I honestly, I would never, ever take my children to an appointment where I was going to have my eyes closed and unable to parent my children while they were there in the salon with me. So yeah, that is the last policy I'm going to chat about, you know, that are client facing ones. But yeah, you do need a lot with your staff. So basically you need a policy on everything. Over the years when something's gone wrong with my team, I think to myself, I need to write a policy on that. And I do. And now I've got lots and lots and lots of policies. So I'm going to rattle off a few, but they just do serve, like they'll serve you and your business very, very well. And, you know, having these policies in place already written, it makes your business in the future easier to sell too, because, you know, potential buyers can see that you've already done the hard work and they can sort of just come in and take the reins with, with minimal effort. So having policies and procedures for everything in your business is very valuable. It makes your business a lot more valuable. But staff facing policies, I'll rattle off about 10 here, but a policy on leave. How do they ask for leave? How do they ask how much time do they have to give you? How much notice, sorry, before they go on leave? What's the process? Who does it need to be approved by? This will stop them just going and blocking out time in your appointment calendar and, you know, you not knowing about it and not being able to, you know, put a plan in place and things like that. And it just makes it a little bit more legitimate. Staff purchases. Do they get a discount? Who puts them through? Are they allowed to put their own stuff through at the point of sale? Treatments. Do they get free treatments? If so, how many free treatments do they get? Do they get them inside of business hours or outside of business hours? Do they get a discount? What is the discount that they get? Discounts as well. So are they allowed to discount anything for anybody else? So for example, friends and family, how much is the discount? Who's allowed to put it through at point of sale? Is it them or do they need to get another another team member to approve it? Uh, Sickness. How do they tell you that they're going to be sick? How do they tell you that they're not coming to work? What's an appropriate amount of time for them to leave before they tell you? Do you require them to give you more than one hour's notice? Do that you require them to give you more than two hours notice? How do they tell you? Is a text message sufficient or do you want to be contacted? If you're uncontactable, who do they contact when they're sick? Same goes for lateness. So you need a lateness policy. The use of salon equipment and products. Are they allowed to take anything home? Is there a register or a log where they have to log it in and log it out? Do they have to get written permission from you? Personal presentation. What's your expectation around, you know, how they look? Do they need to wear makeup every day? Do they need to have their brows done? Do they need to have their hair tied back? You know, what jewellery is appropriate? How do they keep their uniform? So uniform policy. You know, uniforms must be ironed. They must be washed every day. How many uniforms do they get? Do you have a uniform form where they, you know, write down how many uniforms and what size and what they have and what date and when it was returned to you? That's really important as well. So you can keep track of what uniforms you've given out to different staff in what sizes and how long they've had them for and, you know, what condition they're in. So that when they return to you, when they leave, if there's any damage or anything like that, is it reasonable wear and tear or, you know, is this something that's actually been done to it that they are now liable for? 
You need policies around social media, so many, so many staff policies around social media use. Photography as well. If they are going to be featured in your social media for your salon content, you need to have policies around it plus some sort of release form as well um, where they agree to have, you know, photos and videos and their name used and things like that in your salon socials. And perhaps, you know, that any photos that are taken in salon of their work or their clients or whatever can't be reproduced anywhere else. Personal phone use. Are they allowed to have their phone at their station with them? Is it to be kept in a bag? Are they allowed to be out the back on display? Are they allowed to use their personal phone during work time? You know, you want to definitely have something written around that. Confidentiality is another one. So staff confidentiality. So you don't really want them divulging personal details to clients and friends and stuff about other staff that work in your salon. Confidentiality about the business, specifically the financials and, you know, trade secrets intellectual property, things like that, and client confidentiality too. So, you know, you don't want you want your team running around town, you know, spilling confidential details about who and when and how much different clients spend in your business. Work-related injury as well is another really important one. Who do they notify? When do they notify you? Do they go to their doctor? Do they go to you, a doctor that you say? Who pays? There's just so much around that. So, These are just the real tip of the iceberg, but having these things in place, let me tell you, will make your business run so much more smoothly and just your day-to-day life as well. You're going to have less dramas, less fires to put out, less work to do. I know that this sounds like a lot of work getting all these policies together to start with, but they are a game changer in your business because you're going to not have people coming and you know, asking you questions all the time or needing you to do things for them because there's a policy in place for it. Uh, You know, one of the standard responses that I have for my team when they ask me questions is, yep, have you read the policy and procedure manual? It's all in there. So game changer for your business. Uh, There are a lot, lot, lot more policies and procedures that you need to have in in your business. There are a lot, lot, lot more. I've really scratched the surface today. I just wanted to get you starting to think about the importance of putting these in place. I share a full policy and procedure list with my Salon Goals students and even provide examples of procedure writing for procedures that I have in place in my own salon. So all of that's included in Salon Goals. And I mentioned at the start of the episode, you know, that is one of the main things that a lot of my students over the last year have signed up to Salon Goals for is the policy and procedure module. So there is only two days left before doors close. And I've decided that this is the last time I'm ever going to be teaching this course live. So if you do want to jump in, If you want to have a stellar finish to 2023, please reach out. Uh, You can jump on my website. So it's www.laurenlappin.com.au and then just head to the coaching menu in the header and click on Salon Goals and you can read all about the course, what's included, when it starts and pricing and everything is all there. Or please feel free to reach out on Instagram. You can send me a DM. My handle is at laurenlappin underscore. I'd be happy to answer any last minute questions for you, but the doors are closing for the last time this Sunday, the 18th of June at 11.59 p.m. AEST. But yeah, 
That is all I've got for you today and I'll see you online soon.